Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919, 1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. Concerns are growing now over the potential spread of monkeypox here in the U.S. One case already... The first case of monkeypox, a rare virus from Africa that's spreading through Europe, has been identified in Victoria. With close Australia, Israel and Switzerland are the latest to report a presence of the virus. Well, these Unlike COVID, it's not highly transmissible. As scientists say, they are still unsure uh, what is causing the outbreak. Today on the Indo-Daily, what is monkeypox and how worried should we be? Unfortunately, I think some of the readiness and preparedness and systems were not yet really in place to deal with future emerging infectious diseases. We expect we will see monkeypox in Ireland and in preparation, the public health having uh, convened a multidisciplinary incident management team. Cases of monkeypox are rising across the UK, Europe and the United States, with world leaders already developing strategies to contain the outbreak. It is a concern in the sense that if it were to spread, it's consequential. That's all they've told me. On today's podcast, we'll ask, what exactly is monkeypox? How contagious is it? And when can we expect to see it here in Ireland? I think it's inevitable, just like everything else. It's two to three weeks after something happens in London or two to three years, you know, the interconnectedness of the two cities, certainly Dublin and London, are very strong. It's only a matter of time. I'm Tabitha Monaghan, and joining me are Owen DeBarra, Senior Lecturer in the Department of International Health and Tropical Medicine at the RCSI, UK journalist Vincent McAvinney, and Professor Fiona Lyons, Medical Director and Clinical Lead at the HSE Sexual Health and Crisis Pregnancy Programme. Owen, I suppose the best place to start is what exactly is monkeypox? Well, monkeypox is a virus and it's a virus that was first discovered in the 1950s, but the first human case of it wasn't found until 1972. And that was when smallpox had just been eradicated from the world so it probably was circulating. But once smallpox was gone, then people recognized this disease in Africa with people who had blistering rashes, and it was discovered to be monkeypox. And since then, it is ongoing circulation spread amongst people in a number of Central and West African countries, but hadn't largely spread outside of there. And it's a virus quite similar to smallpox, but thankfully not as severe in terms of the, the illness or the death that it can cause. But it still can be a significant disease for some people. And how does it spread? So it, its main mode of spread is by human to human contact, close contact. So people who have active infection, who have the virus and have these lesions or blisters on their skin, they secrete a lot of virus. And if they touch somebody else, they transmit it. 
not only that, but that this virus can exist on surfaces. So clothing, bedding, utensils, it can be spread that way. And there is potential for this to be an airborne uh, virus. So a lot like we've heard over the last two years with COVID is a droplet or airborne. This has potential to be certainly droplet and in some cases airborne. So next to somebody who is very unwell, coughing it, that could be in those droplets and potentially in the air. But most of it is close human contact. And the current outbreak, the current emergence in Europe looks to be largely in people who have close physical contact with each other. And some of that may be sexual contact. And you you mentioned the blisters on the skin. What are the other symptoms that are associated with monkeypox? So mainly it's a fever, uh, a feeling of malaise, feeling generally unwell and having lymphadenopathy, so swollen glands, particularly uh, around the, the head and neck, but it can be in the in the groin area. And then after that, it's it's whether a rash occurs. And there's sort of a classic rash, which is these sort of large, red, raised areas that become, um, if, if for all want of a better word, like whiteheads, you know, large pus-filled whiteheads, but bigger than the normal sort of um, teenage spots. Um, but in some people, it, those are they last quite a bit longer, so maybe 10 days or two weeks. And some people, they haven't had many of those spots at all and just had the fever and the, the lymph node swelling. Can people have monkeypox and not know that they have it? Well, yes, in that it's been a difficult thing to diagnose. And I suspect the way we've seen the numbers climb rapidly around the world with, I think, heading for 150 cases in 12 WHO countries. And I imagine there will be many more as each day goes by that it was there already. It's just now that people have thought about it and are testing for it. So that's one side of it is, you know, it, it is out there. Um, and I think people could have it without really having, you know, noticing the lesions, because in some people it's a fairly mild disease. But key with this is, unlike COVID, where we had all this asymptomatic transmission, the vast majority of transmission with monkeypox appears to be people who have active lesions on their skin, who have a rash and have symptoms. So it's 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 not nowhere near as infectious as COVID. You said that for most people, it's a very mild illness. What is it then about this virus that has health experts internationally so concerned? Well, whenever we get movement of a, of a virus from one area to another, it becomes a challenge. I mean, it's a challenge in areas like the Democratic Republic of the Congo, where there's over a thousand cases a year and where there's quoted mortality rates of up to about 10 percent. So that's, that's a worry if a virus that can do that kind of damage to a population spreads and moves into new populations. You know, in the past, this wouldn't have been an issue because we had a global smallpox vaccination. And it's a closely related virus and smallpox vaccination protects people against monkeypox. Smallpox vaccination was stopped in most of the Western world in the early 1970s. So most people don't have any immunity to it. So it's a virus that's moved into a population that hasn't seen it before. So it's a bit unpredictable as to what would happen. There's always concerns whether, why now? Why has this happened? Is it that we've got different movement and different circulations of people? Is it that the virus itself has changed somewhat? And the early indications on this from Portugal, where they sequenced, so they worked out the whole genome of the virus, is that it hadn't changed significantly from the previous virus that had been found in Europe. So there's been a, a couple of what we call introductions, imported cases um, in 2018 and 2019 in the UK and in Israel, but they didn't result in any onward spread, whereas this one seems to now have local spread. So they're no longer people who have a link with travel from West Africa. 
So when we're learning about a new virus in a new population, then that's that, that warrants attention. Now that we're seeing this virus in populations that wouldn't usually have seen it, is there potential for people to die from it? I think there's certainly potential for that. As of yet, the WHO has not been notified of any deaths related to monkeypox. Uh, and the vast majority of cases, in, certainly in Western Europe and in North America, have been mild. So people having the rash, having a fever, feeling unwell, but leading to, to resolution without any intervention, with just supportive measures. In some groups, um, so people who have a compromised immune system by way of you know, oncology therapy or other therapies, or pregnant women or young children, there have in the past been cases of becoming very unwell and, um, and being a life-limiting condition of losing their life to it. That hasn't happened at this current outbreak. But it remains a concern that this is a virus with a potentially lethal component. We've seen countries building up their supply of smallpox vaccines. Is that the way forward now? Is that what governments need to do is to target these these groups? Yeah, I, I think that's probably what we're going to see. We need to learn more. We need to keep an open mind about how this is spreading and exactly what the virus has done differently. But the uh, the smallpox vaccination is efficacious. Um, there are stockpiles in some countries which were held for the possibility of a, of a bioterrorism attack with smallpox. Um, and as was done with smallpox, what's called a ring vaccination program is, is very effective at controlling it. So you vaccinate people who've had possibly had contact and you protect them and then you cut down the chain of, of infection. Unfortunately, there isn't enough um, vaccine to, to go around at the moment. But what we have seen from COVID is, you know, the global community can rapidly increase production if that's the, the direction that needs to be. But I think with this, it's not going to be anything like COVID. This is, at the moment, is, is specific risk groups. And the specific risk group, but predominantly the cases in Europe are nearly two thirds of the cases are in, in gay, bisexual, or men who have sex with men. So they're a group that would probably be prioritized for protection and of course for information so that they, they can protect themselves. That was something I wanted to ask you because we have seen reports that some but not all are in that cohort of people. Is there a reason for that? Is it sexually transmitted? So there certainly is indications that it may be. So some of the outbreaks, particularly the one in Madrid, seem to be linked to a men's sauna, uh, where there would be close physical contact. There are other areas where the lesions are being reported in the genital area, suggesting sexual transmission. But at the moment, that, that's the epidemiological evidence that suggests that there isn't anything further. And there are, of course, some cases where there is no clear sexual contact linkage. And there are, are some paediatric cases. So that's more of a worry as well. The UK has seen a number of rising cases. So do you think, is it is it only a matter of time before it comes to Ireland? Yeah, I, I think it's inevitable. Just like everything else in London, it's two to three weeks after something happens in London or two to three years. And then the fashion or the food arrives here. And I think, you know, the interconnectedness of the two cities, certainly Dublin and London, are very strong. Um, and I think it's only a matter of time. Having been through two years of a pandemic, is Ireland more equipped to handle outbreaks like this? I think yes, but not as equipped as I would like it to be. So we have certainly, you know, developed some of the better linkages in terms of laboratory science and public health. Uh, and the Department of Health has gained, you know, learnings from the COVID-19 pandemic. Unfortunately, I think some of the readiness and preparedness and systems we're not yet really in place to deal with future emerging infectious diseases. And I'm afraid that this is going to be a pattern of the future. The globalization, what we call a spillover of 
viruses. So this monkeypox is a zoonosis. It's a, it's a virus predominantly of animals, of small rodents, it would appear mainly in Africa, that spills over into humans, but now has managed to set up reliable human-to-human transmission. So usually it requires people contacting with the animal. And, and unfortunately, we're going to have more and more of that into the future as humanity encroaches more on the natural the natural world and as it, you know people can get on a plane in one part of the globe and be somewhere else within within a matter of hours we've seen the hse set up a team to focus on monkeypox what do you think needs to be done right now well at the moment that team be deciding what's called a case definition so we need something for clinicians to operate around which says this is somebody we should suspect this is somebody we should test um, that will change over time as we learn more about what's happening in this community and in other communities. Um, there needs to be a smooth system of testing, and we do have testing capacity in the country now. So tests can be turned around uh, within 24 hours, I'm told. Um, and then we need really the buy-in from from the people and populations that people who have these lesions to be able to access testing, access clear information, and for that information to flow back to people. So I think they're the, they're the initial bits. And all of that happens in a health system that really struggles to get by day to day, particularly, you know, today and tomorrow with um, with laboratory scientist strikes. And we need those laboratory scientists to be able to process these samples. And we need, you know, side rooms and single rooms for people who are under suspicion of this to um, to be tested safely and to protect other people. So unfortunately, those infrastructural things haven't happened. But I think that the incident management team will be trying to draw up those plans and policies to guide all of the healthcare workers on the ground and to provide information to the public. What is the test for monkeypox, Owen? So at the moment, it's a PCR test and we're, we're used to PCR tests from COVID. Monkeypox is a DNA virus. Um, so it's testing for pieces of that DNA. And a swab can be collected either from, from one of these blisters or vesicles, be that somewhere on the skin or genitalia, or it can be collected from the mouth if somebody um, has those swollen lymph glands and fever, but doesn't necessarily have very active uh, vesicles or blisters. And then that's processed in the laboratory at the moment. That's in the National Virus Reference Lab um, and tells us whether the virus has been detected or not. If we see cases begin to rise in Ireland, is it likely that we have to go back to wearing masks going back to lockdown? This is not something I imagine will be spreading as widely as COVID did. I said it's mainly close human to human contact. It's going to be a challenge for healthcare in terms of how we manage I said suspect cases, but I don't think it should be a challenge for the wider community. That needs watching, but I don't think it's going to be a challenge for the wider community. I think in terms of the masks and you know social distancing, I think the story with COVID isn't finished there, unfortunately. Uh, and I think the current variants, the BA4 and 5, will spread widely, hopefully not cause much by way of disease, but some of that is going to depend on waning immunity and and booster vaccination programs to the end of the summer and into next winter. So COVID hasn't gone away and it's more likely to have an impact on on social mobility and movement rather than monkeypox. UK journalist Vincent McAvinney, how many confirmed cases of monkeypox are there in the UK? Well, the latest update is that there are 56 cases in England and now one case in Scotland as well. But officials have warned that they expect that number to rise and they have said that they will be giving daily updates. So we're expecting that each afternoon this week, that number will continue to climb. So health authorities must be taking it pretty seriously then? 
They are. They've updated the medical guidance over the weekend. The UK Health Security Agency saying uh, that anyone who has been in contact with these individuals, and they're calling it high-risk contact, so physical contact in a household, sexual contact, or if you've changed the bedding of this person without wearing PPE, that you must now quarantine for three weeks and avoid any contact with people who are immunosuppressed, pregnant women and children under the age of 12. So UK health authorities are taking this seriously, uh, but they're not wanting to alarm people. They are trying to say that, yes, there is community transmission going on, but transmission isn't as easy as something as, say, COVID-19, where it's aerosol-based. This is about physical contact. When did the first case arrive in the UK, Vincent? Well, it's arrived at some point in the last 10 days or so. They're not quite clear or not yet revealing uh, how it exactly got to the country. But what they're saying so far is that it is focused in urban areas. It's believed it came from someone who was traveling either in Spain uh, or in the Canary Islands. Uh, and predominantly at the moment, it's in uh, gay and bisexual men and men who have sex with men. That is where the focus of this cluster is. This isn't the first time the UK has seen cases of monkeypox before, though. That's right. There was an incident back in 2018 where an individual in England had uh, monkeypox. Now, this uh, came from them having travelled, it was believed, in Nigeria uh, and then coming back to the UK. They were treated at the Royal Free Hospital in London uh, and they survived that. So there is some experience in the UK with having treated this. Uh, but this seems to be a sort of much bigger outbreak uh, than that incident in 2018. So something is changed slightly. The scientists are saying that whenever a disease acts in a different way to as has previously been seen or there's a surprise, it is definitely worth paying closer attention to it. What preventative measures, if any, are the UK government putting in place? Well, the people who uh, are being told uh, that they've received it, they are doing contact tracing on them to try to track down anyone that might have had exposure. So we are seeing people being encouraged if they do start to show the symptoms to come forward to health authorities to be tested, uh, to do contact tracing with individuals uh, and to potentially get a vaccine as well, a smallpox vaccine, which can also be used for monkeypox. So at the moment, that is it. We're not at the scale yet where they're putting out sort of uh, big scale information like we saw during the course of the coronavirus pandemic, but they are trying to get a, a message out via, via the contact tracing network that people, if they've potentially been exposed, need to come and see health authorities. And in terms of vaccines, what have the government been doing there? Well, the vaccine that they've got, there isn't a specific vaccine for monkeypox, but there is a smallpox uh, vaccine, which is obviously a much deadlier virus, but it is from the same family. That is able to give some of the same protections to people. So there is a supply of that which is being bought in in order to treat people. Professor Fiona Lyons, how concerned are the HSE of cases of monkeypox arriving in Ireland? Well, I suppose um, the simple answer to that question is we expect we will see monkeypox in Ireland. And in preparation, the public health having uh, convened a multidisciplinary incident management team to ensure that we're prepared to meet the needs of individuals who may present with monkeypox and to ensure that the um, risk of transmission to others is, is minimised. And this has been done, as I said, via the incident management team, which has been convened by public health. So 
So we are concerned and we're working very hard to ensure that we're ready to respond to meet individual and population need as as the situation evolves. Have we any confirmed cases of the virus in Ireland yet? As of now, we don't have any confirmed cases of our of, uh, monkeypox infection are in Ireland at this time. And has anyone been tested here yet? Um, a number of tests have been done um, at this time, but there are no confirmed cases. And are you waiting for, for those results to come back yet or have they all come back negative? Some results are being away, are awaited at this time. And um, we expect, as I said, we do expect we will see some cases in as has been experienced in, in other countries at, the, at this time. And we do expect to see cases, but we don't have any confirmed cases at the moment. And what is the process then that the HSE is, is putting in place for when that confirmed case happens? The incident management team has been convened basically to be ready and is working hard towards ensuring that we have a safe, proportionate, effective and efficient response to the likelihood of monkeypox cases being identified in Ireland and to ensure that the public health response in identifying contacts and mitigating further transmission um, is um, in place. So it's a very large number of individuals working very hard to have a a response in place to ensure that patient care is met and that people get access to the kind of care they need. There's, There's timely identification and assessment of contacts and their risks and timely laboratory testing and communication to the public and individuals who may be at greater risk within the community and um, really importantly careful monitoring of the situation as it evolves internationally and nationally to guide our, um, our response in Ireland. How confident is the HSE that they will be able to handle cases here and look after them? As I said, we're in a situation of getting ready to be able to manage cases. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty as the situation is very, um, it's, it's evolving quite quickly in other European countries and other parts of the world. So I suppose we are learning from experience with colleagues who are a little bit further ahead of us in other countries, but because we don't have an identified case as yet. So I think at this time we are um, confident that we will be able to meet patient care needs in an, in an effective, safe way and that we will be able to um, have an appropriate outbreak response to um, to protect the public and to um, limit further transmission um, should cases arise. Can I ask you about the testing process? What is the test that is needed to detect a case of monkeypox and do we have those testing facilities ready to go? Confirming a case is done with a, a, a test that's usually taken from a, a swab, taken from a, a skin lesion from an individual who has monkeypox infection. Um, the testing facility is available in Ireland and um, so it's it's basically done on a, sw- on a swab from a lesion that an individual may have. And we do have the testing availability within Ireland. And how long does that test result take to come back? It, it will depend on the, on the clinical circumstances and as we as we change to meet demand. So the, the actual physical test will take in a number of hours, but depending on the circumstances and as we respond to what may evolve, um, test results may take may need to be batched. And this is all being worked through at the moment and um, how quickly they will um be turned around will depend on how much we how how much is how many cases are being tested and when the case test results are needed to meet the individual's needs and their contact needs. We saw with COVID-19 that there were separate wards and hospitals, there were separate entrances for A&E departments. Do you anticipate that that might be the case for monkeypox as well, that there will have to be a certain amount of isolation within hospitals? There are individuals who have monkeypox infection will definitely need to be in, in, in isolation. 
I mean, all the evidence to date um, from from monkeypox before this current um, outbreak suggests that for the vast majority of individuals, it's not a severe illness. So not only we don't expect that all individuals will need to be hospitalised, but there will need to be a period of isolation. Those who do need to be um, hospitalised will need to be in some isolation, but I don't think that it is going to be... um, to the same extent with um, because of the transmission, how it's transmitted, I don't think it'll be the same way as with COVID, where we needed to have separate um, emergency entrance pathways um, and things like that. I don't think it'll be to the same extent. And I do hope that um, the significant proportion of individuals, who the majority of those who, who may present with monkeypox, will have mild disease and be able to manage themselves at home and with, with supports from, from outside the home. Has Ireland ever had a case of monkeypox before, even before this current outbreak? I think the experience um, in most countries, this is the first um, significant outbreak outside of um, the usual um, parts of the world where we would expect to see um, monkeypox in Western Central Africa. So this is this is very new. Um, and previously it would have been uh, cases that are mostly related to travel to parts of the, of the world where it is endemic. Um, so this is very, very new for us right now. And in terms of vaccination, we've seen that some countries are starting to stockpile smallpox vaccinations. Is Ireland doing the same thing? Do we have any supplies of those vaccines? So there is um, the National Immunisation Office are working to secure doses of smallpox vaccine um, for individuals who may benefit from it. That was Fiona Lyons from the HSE. And my thanks to Owen DeBarra and Vincent McAvinney for joining me today. Today's episode of the Indo-Daily was presented by myself, Tabitha Monaghan, produced by Gareth Mulhall, researched by Neve Dunn, recorded by Gavin Hennessy with sound design by John Smith. Archive clips from RTE Radio 1, Bloomberg News, The Guardian, Channel 4 News, BBC News, Sky News, CNN, ABC News, RTVE and Nine News Australia. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.